All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. I was going to try to say, like, make some kind of segue, Vaughn, with the song and to you, but I I couldn't make it happen. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not a village people song, how good is the segue going to be? Well, exactly, and I tried my best. (laughs) Let's talk about what's going on over in Ottawa. As expect Ottawa, I meant Victoria. As expected, we knew that public safety was going to be a pretty big issue yesterday. Yes, and transit safety in particular. Public safety has been a pretty consistent issue since the legislature convened for the fall session as well, and it's gone through to the spring session. And the the government's answer, Simi, is always, hey, we're working on it, and look at all the stuff we've done. And the opposition is, look what's actually happening out there, right? Somebody gets stabbed to death on a bus, or there's an attack in the street, or some poor guy gets killed outside of Starbucks in downtown Vancouver. And you know, these are real stories. We're covering them as real stories. They are frightening the public for good reason. And the government is on the defensive every day. And that was true yesterday, again, on the public transit safety. The premier got up and said, you know, we sympathize and we're sorry and we're dealing with it. And he lists off things they've done and they have done some things. But a lot of the things they're doing, they don't immediately connect to the public concern that it's not safe to go downtown and it's not safe to go on the buses. Now, I know that is the huge concern. People are feeling that. We're going to speak to the uh, transit police chief coming yeah. up a little later on the show. But let's talk about what what is it that the public safety minister had to say about this? Well, you know, the big unanswered question, and it's looming larger and larger because the government's promised a decision by the end of the month is what are the new democrats going to do about surrey policing so the government has to rule whether or not surrey's plan to go back to the rcmp is acceptable and that is acceptable in terms of public safety so every time mike farnworth gets up to speak you listen, you lean forward and you listen really closely to whether he drops any clues about where they're headed on this issue. And I think he dropped a big one yesterday. So here's what happened. The Liberals point out, the Liberals, the party that used to be known as the Liberals. How often am I going to have to say that? BC United points out that there are 813 RCMP vacancies in Canada, and more than half of them, 460, are here in British Columbia. So whatever the government's doing to staff up policing, it's not working. Farnworth's answer is interesting. He says, well, you know, it's complicated, okay? He says there are hard vacancies and soft vacancies. Oh, really? What does that mean? Uh, Yeah. So out in the hallway, I talked to him about it. He said, look, a soft vacancy means uh, an RCMP officer is on leave. So mat leave, stress leave, uh, injured on the job, that's a soft vacancy. There is a person there to fill that job. They're just not at work at the moment for good reason. Hard vacancy means there's an opening that hasn't been filled. And he said... And then he says something. He says, you know, and he made this clear in the House, too. The government is really working to get a handle on the RCMP numbers here in British Columbia. And this sends me back to remember something. The initial plan, Surrey's initial plan to go back to the RCMP, 
the government sent it back for more work because they were concerned about the impact on public safety in BC. And Farnworth told us what that issue was a while ago. They were proposing to restaff the RCMP detachment in Surrey by taking officers from elsewhere in British Columbia. And that would endanger staffing police services elsewhere in BC. So they sent it back. And I'm going, why would Mike Farmworth have such an intimate knowledge in detail, vacancy by vacancy, of RCMP staffing in BC if his ministry were not drilling down on exactly what the situation is with RCMP staffing, because he's still trying to decide, and they haven't decided yet, whether or not Surrey's plan will endanger policing services elsewhere in BC. So I take that as another clue that Surrey has not connected yet with the provincial government with the plan to go back to the RCMP. I, the New Democrats, the government, still very skeptical about whether or not that's a workable plan. Well, I'm so curious about this just because if they're having to drill down to get those numbers, then yeah. what the heck was in the report that Surrey sent to the provincial government about well, this? This has been a problem all the way through. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I got buttonholed at a Metro Vancouver meeting a while ago by three members of Surrey Council who support going back to the RCMP. And they say the news media hasn't been given the full story on sticking with the Surrey police services. And I think that's probably fair comment because we've struggled throughout this story, Simi, to try to give the public the straight goods because both sides, I think, in their public stuff have provided an incomplete picture of the stakes. And it's become such a political football out there. Well, I mean, your news this morning is carrying the story. Someone's calling for Brenda Locke's resignation as mayor because he says she misled the public about the situation regarding support for the move at Metro Vancouver. So uh, this is a bitter, lingering dispute. I can see, Simi, why the New Democrats are wishing <laughs> they never had to make this decision. And I can right. see why they do, they're in no rush. But... They have promised a decision by the end of the month, and that's coming up. So what do we got? Ten working days left to announce. If, I feel like this is the kind of thing where you might as well rip the Band-Aid off. It's got to be done. I, yeah, I mean, that's why, <laughs> that's why you became government. If you wanted to just sit on the sidelines and kibitz and say, I could do a better job, stay in opposition. If you're in government, you're going to have to make the decision. It's your decision. They better make a good one. It is a risky decision for New Democrats because they hold seven of the nine seats in Surrey. It's NDP country, and they know that whatever they decide is going to anger some of their constituents out there. And so that's coming soon, though. We know, right? Yeah. yeah uh, Farmer said it by the end of the month. So that's the most, the best statement we've gotten so far. And I mean, they have to. That The Metro Vancouver vote that... I think the mayor of Surrey misinterpreted, was simply a call for the provincial government to make a decision. Surrey's got to get going on it. They've got budgets. They've got all kinds of other implications. And I think both sides in Surrey would probably be relieved if we at least have a decision.
Wow. Misinterpreted. You're being generous with that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. One more thing. You're going to talk, talk about stupid political tricks. Stupid political tricks. So, you know, there's a huge number of issues out there in public safety and people being afraid to go downtown and affordable housing and shortage of family doctors. So yesterday, what do the New Democrats do? They force a vote in the House on a motion to condemn last year's truck convoy protests and to link those protests to anti-vaxxing sentiment. And I'm going like, is this an important issue right now? Well, it is to the NDP. And why? Well, because they think it will split the BC United Party. It will smoke out some BC liberals who are secretly, quietly anti-vaxxers and, and secretly in sympathy with the truck convoy. So we get a vote in the House last night at 6 o'clock. And BC United stands up and votes with the government on it. They vote with the government on it, right? Because, look, go back over it, right? We didn't have a lot of sympathy from the opposition here in the province for anti-vaxxing sentiment. They generally supported Dr. Bonnie Henry. That's one of the reasons we have one of the highest vaccination rates anywhere, is because it wasn't a divisive political issue here in BC. So, BC United voted with the government. One member of the House voted in sympathy with the truck convoys, in sympathy with anti-vaxxing sentiment. And that was John Rustad, the new leader of the B.C. Conservatives. And we knew where he stood on that. So, you know, the government, you can just hear them cackling in the government caucus room. Boy, oh boy, we're going to really nail them this time. We're going to split them right down the middle. Well, <laughs> you know, it didn't work. And it, and it was a complete waste of time. And it also showed you that the government backbench isn't nearly as focused on the real problems in British Columbia as they should be. Exactly. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.